The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show. Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? I'm Angelique, and I'm here to ignite your inner courage to release yourself from limitations. I'm the founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides personal growth and joy through education, conversations, and adventures. We're back in the studio here in Tennessee for today's fifth show in a series of shows about self-care, and it's titled, Know How You Feel. I'd like to begin by sharing a very brief experience of my own. For many years, I really didn't know how I felt. Because where I was raised, it was all about work. And we certainly didn't have a lot of connection to how we felt. So there really were only three responses when we heard the question, how do you feel? Those three responses were, all right, good, or great, which usually meant I'm terrible and I want to change the subject. <laughs> so those were our three responses in general from folks when they were asked the question, how do you feel? Now, obviously, these answers might be common. We might hear them a lot. We might say them a lot. But how true are they really? And why does it seem not okay to express how we really feel? How we really feel is a part of who we are and our experience as a soul. And what I'd like to encourage us on today's show is to liberate or provide liberty for the part of ourself, which is our feelings. Now, I'm going to venture to say that there's a part of us who has taken on the authority figure position to squelch our own feelings, to squelch them to the point that we, A, don't know what they are, which is what this show was about, or B, don't feel that those feelings are worthy of acknowledging or expressing. The only person who can liberate ourself to be able to know our feelings and feel that expressing them is worthwhile is us. And I want you to know that how you feel is worthwhile. So let's explore what it's like to really know how we feel and increase our worthiness so that we feel we can express that. Now, I'd like to share with you what the definition is of the word liberty. There are two definitions based on the Oxford Languages Dictionary. The first definition is, liberty is the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions opposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. The second definition of liberty is the power or scope to act as one pleases. Now, as we consider those definitions and apply that to ourselves, when we were growing up, maybe our authority figures, being our parents, didn't know how they felt or felt that their feelings weren't worthy of being expressed. I know that was true for me. If so, we may have internalized that belief system. And now inside of us, we have created our own authority figure who tells us that it's not okay to feel how we feel and that it's not okay to express how we feel. That is slavery. 
we have enslaven a portion of ourself that is a large portion of ourself because how we feel affects about 80% of the decisions that we make, if not more. But if we don't know how we feel, it's going to unconsciously affect our actions, our thoughts, our words, our relationships, and our decisions. So the way we respond to the question, how do you feel, reflects the state of our soul. If we respond with the superficial and meaningless, I'm fine. If we respond before we actually know how we feel. If we respond in a way that is opposite of our truth. Or if we resist the question, resist replying, resist knowing how we feel, or we know someone like that, then this show is for us. So how we feel is a part of our soul's experience. Although how we feel is not who we are, how we feel is a part of our truth. And our truth is valuable because it adds meaning to our world. It's part of who we are. By noticing and accepting that our feelings are valuable and worthy of being known, felt, said, heard, and respected by us, we honor our soul. Feel that. We honor our soul by respecting and knowing and feeling and saying and hearing our own feelings. That doesn't mean we have to blurt out every single thing we feel, But if we know what they are, at least we can then discern whether or not it's the right time to express them. Feelings have power. The power of any type of feeling is not diminished by our lack of care, lack of attention, or disrespect of that feeling. As famed psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud said, quote, Unexpressed emotions never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways, unquote. If there is any doubt as to the validity of this statement, we may ask ourselves, how do my unexpressed emotions come out? And we'll surely notice that they do, in fact, come out. <laughs> Feelings are to be expressed. Feelings are to be felt. A January 2018 article in Time magazine by Hilary Jacobs Hendel, licensed clinical social worker, psychoanalyst, and emotions educator, lists that, quote, emotions have energy that pushes up for expression. And to tamp them down, our minds and bodies use creative tactics, including muscular constriction and holding our breath. Symptoms like anxiety and depression, which are on the rise in the U.S., can stem from the way we deal with these underlying, automatic, hardwired survival emotions, which are biological forces that should not be ignored, unquote. Question is, is this what we're doing? Do we block how we feel? As Sigmund Freud said, quote, people will do anything no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own souls, unquote. The Time article adds to Freud's statement by listing that, quote, what we learn in our society is not how to work with our emotions, but how to block and avoid them through use of alcohol, prescription drugs, and screen time, for example. When we do acknowledge our emotions, we swat them away with mantras learned since childhood, like, 
mind over matter, or get a grip, or suck it up. These are some familiar ones. These ways of thwarting our emotions are not good for our mental, physical, or emotional health. It's like pressing on the gas and the brakes of our car at the same time, creating an internal pressure cooker, unquote. Burying emotions harms us. The Time Magazine article continued, quote, when the mind thwarts the flow of emotions because they're too overwhelming or too conflicting, it puts stress on the mind and body, creating psychological distress and symptoms. Emotional stress, like that from blocked emotions, has not only been linked to mental illnesses, but also to physical problems like heart disease, intestinal problems, headaches, insomnia, and autoimmune disorders. Knowing the problems caused by blocking emotions, that might lead us to ask, what are the alternatives? So what are the alternatives? Although we may not see many examples of healthy ways to live with our feelings, it seems obvious that the way we may currently handle our emotions is not the healthiest way. When we're ready to explore options, there are many methods, all of which are rooted in observation and inclusion. So how might we observe our feelings in our experience of life? Rather than waging war against or imposing a gag order on our feelings, we can bring our conscious, compassionate attention, conscious, compassionate attention, also called observation, onto them. We can simply observe them with curiosity and with love, without judgment, without criticism, and without blame. Instead of being afraid of the power of our feelings, by observing them, we can notice that they are there. After noticing our feelings, we can choose to include them. As Sigmund Freud said, quote, One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Unquote. When we honestly bring to light our feelings that have been buried in the darkness of denial or disapproval and accept those feelings as part of our soul's experience of life on earth, we can choose to include our feelings in our experience of life. And by doing so, our soul grows in wholeness as we notice and include more and more of ourself. So how may we begin? To begin including our feelings into our conscious daily experience, there is a perspective shift represented in nature that can be very helpful to accept Suri Ananda Maima described it like this. She said, quote, A tree is like a saint. It calls no one to itself, nor does it send anyone away. It offers to protect everyone who wants to come to it, whether this be a man, a woman, a child, or an animal, unquote. Like the tree... We can stand tall and protect every feeling that comes to us. We can be willing to observe, receive, and accept and care for all of our feelings. 
knowing that they are temporary and that they transform like clouds as we curiously and lovingly observe and include them. Take that into how you feel. All your feelings will transform like clouds as we curiously and lovingly observe and include them. That was very liberating for me. That made it feel like all the stress and tension that I had with inside myself, all the forcing myself to work really hard and not acknowledge if I felt ill, all those things, I was afraid to get into them because I thought it would be too much. I thought they would be there forever, those feelings of stress and overwhelm. So I didn't bother to liberate them out of fear. But the reality was, as I was with them and observed them lovingly and included them curiously in my experience by watching them, they transform. They transform like clouds. So just know that even about the harshest of emotions that you experience, it may not transform in five minutes and maybe not even five days or five weeks, but it does transform. By observing our feelings, we relieve anxiety. We can learn to relieve our own anxiety and suffering by consciously observing and including our feelings. Regardless what our feelings may be, the simple fact that we observe and include them in our experience relieves our own suffering and anxiety. We don't need to do anything with them. We don't need to do anything with what we are observing. We can simply be willing to observe and include our feelings with love. Here are three steps that we can start taking today to begin to know more about our own feelings and know them more deeply. When I want to get more in tune with my own feelings, before I begin the three steps, this is what I do. I release my focus on what's going on around me. So that means if I was thinking about work, or I was thinking about a person who was under stress, or I was thinking about the weather, or something that needs to get fixed on a vehicle, or something like that, I take the focus away from those things. I literally allow myself to disconnect, and I see the connection between me and those things being unhooked, and I bring all that energy back into myself so I can focus on me. Next, I focused on what's going on within me. I notice if I'm not breathing fully. I notice if I have stress in my shoulders. I notice what I notice. And I allow those things to relax more fully and deeply within me until I'm comfortable. Then I breathe deeply and slowly until I feel my complete attention within myself. That may take 30 seconds one day, and it may take... 30 minutes the next, but I care for myself in that way. Then I take these three steps to get to know how I feel. Number one, I ask myself internally, how do I feel? How do I feel? I do this by quietly focusing my complete and easy attention within listening to my experience. Number two, I allow my feelings to be experienced. For me, this means I notice the emotions and the bodily sensations that arise. 
Number three, I observe my feelings without criticism or coercion. For me, this means I am present with my feelings for the purpose of knowing and understanding myself and my needs more fully. I am not observing my feelings with the intention of changing them, coaxing them, or scolding them. Now, something that I've used as a tool that could also be helpful to you, if you were one of those folks that is like those folks that I used to be who said I was either all right, fine, good or great, <laughs> not really knowing what the real feelings were underneath that, there, is a, there are a myriad of different descriptive words, and I'm going to read some of them off here while Mr. Neal, Mr. Santa Neal is going to pull that up on the screen for you so that you can see this. This is the Emotion Sensation Wheel by Lindsay Brahman. Now you see the center of the wheel has the basic emotions, and then out from that are some emotions and some physical symptoms that go along with those emotions. That helps us to really get a better understanding and, and acceptance of what it is that we're experiencing. So you notice the inner ring of the emotion sensation wheel is fear, anger, disgust, sad, happy, and surprise. And then out from each one of those, so for example, you can see for the word happy, some of the more descriptive words are joy, curious, proud, satisfied, courageous, peaceful, intimate, and optimistic. So let's say, for example, I took those few minutes to find out how it was that I felt. And the feeling I had was, I feel happy. Well, what does that really mean? I mean, it's great that I'm happy, but how do I feel in my body? Which one of those words might describe that? Happy like, this is interesting, and I'm kind of excited and curious about what's really going on inside of me. I'm learning something. Um, when I'm happy, I'm also peaceful. So that might be part of my descriptive for today, is that I'm happy, curious, and peaceful. And I also would say that I feel some leftover um, surprise from the emotion of the the inside of the sensation wheel because I had someone stop by just moments before we were going to do this recording and I was not expecting someone to come by and uh, it, it really took me by surprise. So I would say surprise and awe and a bit of confusion. Like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm preparing to <laughs> shoot this and I, I'm not quite ready for my fabulous crew to show up yet and these this person is here and now what? So I'm still processing that a bit. And, um, Put them in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. So you can be, or any of us can be more than one of these emotions that are inside the center of the emotion sensation wheel. And then we can um, move out from that to the more descriptives. And then we can look to the outside edge of the emotions wheel and get to the sensations part. So the sensations that went along with the happy part or go along with the happy part for me are that I'm feeling tall. I'm tall already. Okay, I'm already five, nine and a half about. But I'm feeling tall because like my shoulders are up and back. I'm feeling tall and, you know, confident. I don't feel like, you know, sad and low. Um, I also feel calm and soft. Still 
sensitive, those kinds of things. But at the same time, I also feel from the surprise and excitement and confusion area, a bit electrified. So I was kind of had this jolt of energy that kind of went through me like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> and a bit, I was a bit uh, speechless when the person showed up. So I had that going and trying to turn <laughs> from feeling speechless into having a show where I'm needing to speak. I needed to take a moment to ground myself in order to get there. So all of that, when I feel those feelings within myself and I acknowledge them, can you feel the depth that's going on here in me as I describe those things? How does it feel when you listen to me to talk about those depths, the depths of the feelings versus if I just said, I'm fine. Are you more easily able to connect to me if I say I'm fine or if I say I'm feeling happy and surprised, I'm feeling a bit speechless and I'm also feeling um, excited and, and uh, happy? You know, does that feel, feel like you can more connect with what it is I'm experiencing? Well, guess what? Guess what? If you can connect more deeply with me when I'm experiencing my feelings, I can connect more with me when I'm more able to experience my feelings too. So look what happens. One person who can choose to connect with their feelings affects themselves, their own joy, their own connection, and the connection of others to them, which magnetizes people to me. And it also allows them to begin to feel the connection that we have. It also kind of coaxes their own connection with themselves because they see that I can do it and that I'm comfortable doing it. So that means they can do it too. So it's a ripple effect and it's really meaningful for those of us who are seeking connection through our phone, who are seeking connection through disconnected sexual relationships, those of us who are seeking connection by disconnecting and saying, it's too hard, I'm going to drink tonight instead. All those methods, they're temporary and we know that they can work for a night or a week, but you try to do that for 20 years, you're worn out and you may not even know how to connect to your feelings anymore. It's possible, but it's harder. So I encourage you now, it's it's not nearly as hard as it seems. Even if we've got a whole load of emotions and feelings that we've never processed, just start. Just start with five minutes where you allow yourself to ask, how do I feel? And connect with that and acknowledge it. And just sit with it. Just acknowledge that it's there without scolding it, or coaxing it, criticizing it. Just say, yep. I feel like whatever today. <laughs> I feel a bit of all the wheel. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, this is this is exciting stuff. I know we're coming up on Valentine's Day, which is all about loving someone else. But we can't really lovingly, deeply connect with anyone else until we connect with ourselves. And part of ourself is our feelings. So I encourage you today, Valentine's Day, every day, connect and learn to love yourself more by connecting with your feelings. You'll never regret it. Liberate yourself, baby. <laughs> Liberate yourself. You can do it.
So after getting more in touch with our feelings, we can offer them a warm welcome to invite our conscious awareness of our feelings and ask them to remain present and to invite and allow our feelings to express. We need to know that our feelings are worthy and valuable. Those are the two things that generally block us up from being able to experience and express our emotions, knowing our worth and our value, which are really quite close in definition. So here are three affirmations that can help us to know that our feelings are worthy and valuable by saying these affirmative words and fully feeling the highest meaning of them. We change the way we see ourselves for the better. These are the same three affirmations that we spoke last week as we learned how to tune in and listen to ourselves. We'll have a link to that video in the description box. So these three affirmations may be said internally or aloud as needed. Note, to receive the maximum benefit of the affirmations, we need to feel the feelings of the words while speaking the words. If we feel resistance to the words, that's a golden key to self-inquiry and learning to love ourselves even more. So here's the first affirmation. Ready? Here we go. Is I do matter. I do matter. And on three, we'll say that together while feeling the feelings that we do matter. Ready? One two, three. I, I do, do matter. matter. Nice. How's that feel, guys? I felt it. I felt it more than I'd felt it last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, a little repetition helps. Yes, it does. Yes. Number two, I am worth listening to. We're going to say that as we feel the feelings that we are worth listening to. All right, on three. One, two, three. I, I am, am worth, worth listening, listening to. to. Oh, that was like a choir. <laughs> yes. How does that feel, Ben? Huh? Growing. Validating. Uh, that's what I was, yeah, validating. There's no rush. And that's the point of what I'm, that's the point of what, why I'm asking you and, and pausing because we have a tendency to rush through like it's some quiz. Like we have to yeah, yeah. have one, two, three answers or however many answers it is. And then we rush off to the next thing. Yeah. But when we're, when we're learning about our feelings, patience, love, care, compassion, curious observation, like. Oh, is there anything else? What else do I feel? What else do I feel? Anything else? Maybe sometimes the answers aren't so clear, and you have to just keep saying that to yourself. Well, yes. Until you, until you feel it, maybe. Right. The clarity isn't there because yeah. let's say that we're 50 years old, okay? Let's say we are. 51. Or 51, <laughs> or whatever age we might be, okay? Let's say that for all those years we had been telling our feelings that they were not worthy and not valuable. Okay, imagine that the, those feelings are a child. We're just using an example. If you tell that child for 50 years that they're not worthy and not valuable, the first time you ask them, how do you feel? 
you think they're going to want to answer you? You think they might be a little mad? Mm. Hurt? Sad? Feel like crying? Those it fine. <laughs> It'll be that. It'll be any, that angry. Yes. Any or all of that. So mm. there's patience and love required. It's almost like taking in a dog from the shelter or a pet that has been abused because it is emotional abuse that we have done to ourselves by not caring about mm -hmm. how we feel. So in, in, in addition, is there anything else that your feelings would like to express about how you feel? Unlocked. Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. So once you're unlocked, what would you like to express? <clears throat> or how would you like to express either one? Heard. So. This is all great. And you feel heard. So let's say um, <clears throat> you let a bird out of the cage for the first time. Open the door. <laughs> Does it fly out right away? After it's been in the cage for 30 years? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, how long was it in the cage? Mm -hmm. So generally not. So right now, the bird inside of you is being being observed. And it says, hey, I, I see you're looking at me. I feel heard. You notice that I'm there. That's the first step. You've opened the door to the feelings. After that, they... They would express as in, man, I feel so unlocked that I feel like I want to play guitar right now or I want to I want to go outside and sing or I want to tell that person that I've missed for 30 years that I love them or on and on and on. There's an expression that goes with that. So we don't want to force the expression, but to acknowledge that there are stages of being unlocked mm -hmm. and it's taken many years and stages even for me to get to the point mm -hmm. of expressing this with and for you it's not an instantaneous thing mm -hmm. so what about you sam and neil a lot of a lot of what ben said really i mean i'm not being i'm not copying out but a lot of what he said mm -hmm. too i have a, i don't have no problem making myself heard <laughs> or listened to it's listening to myself that I have to work on. Does that make sense? That I have to affirm to myself about things that I need to do or things that I need to improve. As men, honestly. Oh, as men. Like yes. I'm, again, that's not a cop. The episode of the language used to describe feelings, it's like, I don't know. We've That's, talked about that on many episodes, how generational concept. and generational we have been told this is how men feel, this is how women feel, or should feel, or not feel. <laughs> yes. Men should never show their emotions. <laughs> or not even that I would ignore it or try and hide it, mm -hmm. but just even the language used to <clears throat> construct the understanding and then express that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the... I would need the wheel. Yeah, I would need the wheel. Let's look at the oh. wheel. Let's look at the wheel so that you can both, if there are any oh. other, uh, take a look at the emotion sensation wheel <laughs> and see which, start at the center and see which emotions 
open. Mm-hmm. Curious. Excitement. Sweaty palms. <laughs> to get all, not to get negative, but disappointed. And sometimes awful. Not, not, not recently, but in the past. An aversion. Yes. Definitely aversion. For 25 years, I thought I was a damn little idiot. Because <laughs> I was told I was a damn little idiot many times. And I did act like a damn little idiot, but... <laughs> I grew out of that. And then I realized I'm not a damn little idiot. No offense, mother. <laughs> so you agreed for a while? Oh, I yeah. Or I guess it was so beaten into my subconscious that I believed it. Then I grew up mentally. And getting out of the house, I think, helped. <laughs> Where you're not constantly hearing that. All that, wait, being a damn little idiot. So. And, but I would avert for a long time how I felt. I'd be, I felt okay. When I was hurt. If there's, a lot, there's several hurt, mad, insecure, so I'm glad I grew out of that one. You're not an idiot, Neil. No, I'm not an idiot. Well, yeah. <laughs> there are times. <laughs> this is a great wheel. You seen anything else? proud of how far you've come oh my god yes yeah yeah yes going back to 20 year old me to now 51 year old me mm -hmm. oh yeah that 20 year old me is a vague mm -hmm. memory mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm looking at 40 and beyond mm-hmm Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to like this. Wheel. Yes. We'll, we'll put a downloadable, we'll yes. put a downloadable wheel yeah. into the description box <clears throat> so you all can download that. So again, there are lots of ways to be able to process emotions and acknowledge emotions and be aware that they're there. Mm -hmm. So this is not the whole, all the steps and you've opened the door a little bit farther on the vastness of the variety of fragrances and scents and sounds of feelings yep. and the more that we do this the more we connect with our own soul and bring ourselves into wholeness which is the most vibrant enlightened way to experience life and it's not just a male female thing it is an all-encompassing human thing yeah for us That's to true. have feelings to have feelings to know our own feelings and Mm -hmm. know how to share them with ourselves and with others and just just observe them exactly. without if, if a person doesn't want to share that's okay True. but that's to right. at least observe and include them include them in our experience yeah that's all very important and yes we could have um, weeks in the future where we talk about how to care for our feelings mm -hmm. and care for ourselves as we <clears throat> unwind all that 
blocked up, enslaved part of us that was being held back for all the years. But what we want to do now is just at least acknowledge that there are feelings there underneath the, I'm all right, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm great, underneath all that. The more we can acknowledge and accept that, the more comfortable we can feel to express that, even just little pieces, you know, like saying, you know, I'm I'm feeling fine, but I can also feel that there's a little bit of anxiousness there, something like that, without expecting mm. anyone else to fix it, <laughs> you know, or do anything about it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or being able to tell our loved ones, I feel so much love for you right now, and then go a little deeper and say, it makes me feel easy and open and warm and comfortable and so pleasant in your in your being in your presence it's just a great experience to be had so the more i can connect with my feelings about that love for them and the love i feel within me the more connection i'm going to have in my love relationships nice rather than avoiding our feelings we can create a caring safe inner place to feel our feelings by doing so, we neither look to others nor lean on them to care for us. This allows us to feel noticed, appreciated, respected, and cared about by ourself. And by caring for ourself rather than looking for others to care for us, we can simply share love with others rather than needing something from them. So will you? I encourage you to give yourself the peace and safety of knowing and expressing how you feel. By doing so, you will always know that somebody cares. So let us know how applying today's concepts works for you. We always enjoy hearing from you. So I'll send you off again this week, always with love, from Angelique. You can heal with words, ease anxiety, Create peace, hope, and love within with these elegant new hardcover affirmations, books, card decks, and journals by Angelique Meadow, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com. Inside the affirmations, books, and card decks, you'll find heartwarming photos alongside consciousness-raising words that generate feelings of comfort, happiness, and joy. With easy guided instructions and a new affirmation each week, you'll uplift your spirits and allow your mind rest for months and years to come. If you like to write, these 200-page Will You Grow journals come in 11 gorgeous silk matte finish hardcover styles, allowing ample space to pop the cork on your thoughts and feelings and pour them onto the page. Uplift and support your health, freedom, and joy today with the Affirmations books, card decks, and journals by Angelique Meadow knowing that your purchase supports you and charitable organizations for old growth trees, clean water, and scholarships. Get your affirmations, books, card decks, and journals now at willyougrow.com and amazon.com. For more information about programs offered by Will You, mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore willyougrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call 1-833-WILL-YOU, then press extension number 6.
Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows.